0: hello and welcome to enough with our podcast where we think you look pretty damn good tonight as we discuss the greatest television show of all time the golden girls i'm lauren
1: and i'm sarah
0: and i'm not be arthur and today we are tackling the 87th episode <laughs> of the series the auction
1: i mean i can't see you but i think you look pretty damn good tonight thank too. you thank
0: you i'm sure you do too <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man i love this episode because it's one of those like wacky conceits of like the plot but it just works somehow mm-hmm, for sure um, just like, just like you know one of our fans was talking about on the on the uh our fan episode of of like how ridiculous witness is but it's just mm-hmm. like it just works because it's so joyful and i feel the same way about this episode <laughs> yeah yeah and they, i
0: do feel like they try to like root it in reality with the roof b story you know yeah like i mean you yeah, know something's always going real. wrong like yeah like they always need to pull together for house expenses but um... even though
1: blanche is the sole owner at this point <laughs> i always right. love that it's just like they're always in equal and rose has given up her christmas club and shit and you're and like blanche i'm sorry fun this is like- your <laughs> responsibility i know <laughs>
0: also Come you on. have the money like yeah, i have I so many other it's so many of my notes are like why can't you get this money some other way like Blanche is gonna borrow from her life insurance like oh, i, I mean, know
1: what don't cash what? out your retirement account rose seriously oh <laughs> <laughs> my god um but every time i think of this story and specifically when i think of jasper to kimmel I always immediately make the mistake, because I think I crisscrossed my brain, like, way back when I was watching a lot of Seinfeld as well, <laughs> mm-hmm. of, of, I always think Jasper de Kimmel, like, paints triangles, because, mm-hmm. one, <laughs> there is, like, the whole scene where he's got the three, you know, noses. Noses, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, two, in there's an episode of, of Seinfeld the Junior Man, a very famous episode, mm-hmm. where the B story of that plot is um that there is a guy named roy who's dying and he paints these terrible triangles <laughs> and because he's dying george buys one in a scheme to get rich and then of course the guy lives and it's like it's just everything about it is like the exact same thing again nice copycat but um i just it cracks me up that i'm always like triangles no wait that's not <laughs> yeah
0: now i'm gonna want junior mints every time i watch the auction <laughs> yeah
1: exactly it's a nice pavlovian response yeah 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 <laughs> But I love this one. And I mean, even from the beginning, it's like there's like a nice shot of the house that's like covered in Florida humidity, (laughs) which Mm -hmm. I don't think is necessarily like on purpose with the whole like leaking roof thing. I mean, maybe it is because it's supposed to be like rainy and everything. But, um, But to your point, like that does bring it into some sort of realistic sense of them being, you know, short for money and how they all have to sort of band together and, you know, fix this living situation
0: yeah so okay in that um in that first scene i wanted to call attention because it's kind of like what we were talking about with um blanche you know sophia makes that dig about how she'll wait for the ceiling to cave in I'm yes where she does anything so that's interesting because i feel like that is a real depiction of like what it would be like if your friend was your landlord because yes. like yes you know their tendencies but how do you kind of like I don't know you know like if if it's just your landlord you can be like oh you have to fucking fix this or or like you can like right it's different it's a totally different dynamic and i had not fully considered what that must be like because like there has to be some sort of like weirdness there you know like just around stuff like this
1: absolutely i never thought of that before and i i love that line because i think it is so apt to the blanche character and then of course the funny you know comedic thing, not the zorro mask right out
0: of the hand (laughs) oh my god
1: um but uh yeah i think it's it's uh it is a complication right and it's funny because that's a real complication versus the fake complication of they all need to pay for it right yeah (laughs) true but it's funny because it's like in that line sophia admits in the line by inference that it's blanche's decision to make right right Right. and yet just really it's really funny yeah. um oh my gosh speaking of you know the george bush era me 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 <laughs> like come on Blanche. like let's let's do this here it seems um, to be
0: very dire too if there's leaking all over the house
1: like your like it needs to be urgently replaced correct yes yeah, seriously <laughs> oh my god um but yeah the the uh, dark the I finished milking the cow i keep in my closet is great <laughs> so good and like the whole <laughs> the whole fact that the buckets actually coordinate with her outfit is, is one <laughs> yes, of my favorites in that scene. It's a good one. <laughs> but yeah, It's great. But I mean, I think the whole you know, they, they do a very good job with, you know, having the, <laughs> the the sick roofer walk in and, you know, yell at his dad on the phone and give him the <laughs> options straight and everything. You know, it's like he's a lesser Lou, you know. He's kind yeah, of like O'Fish, sure. but he does have this like hilarious taste <laughs> in expensive art um yeah right yeah they do right. <laughs> yeah, the transition pretty well with like talking about the um you know the art gallery opening and all this stuff dark you should come with me you know and that's where of course yeah. she says you know i look pretty damn good tonight um but i do <laughs> want to talk about how rose so she talks about jasper to kimmel and rose goes oh i don't you know i don't know if i've heard of him like you know has he done anything in velvet and that line is funny and it gets a laugh because like velvet paintings in america at least are like the epitome of kitsch and I kind of went on this little, like, journey <laughs> to be like, why? <laughs> because, like, why is it just that a medium of a vel- a velvet, which actually on upholstery and other things is actually considered not kitsch? And, like, you know, at least in certain, you know, eras, probably yeah. today, yes. But, like, in certain eras, it meant, like, you were in the lap of luxury. Like, what what is that about? Why, why just painting on velvet? Did it become ridiculous? And it's really funny because... <laughs> There's a whole book called um, Black Velvet Art where it ta- it's like a 2011 book and the, the author like talks about this whole origin of like those velvet paintings starting out mo- and mostly coming to the, the forefront in like the 60s really of like, you know, sad clowns and like just yeah. like really dorky kind of scenery. There actually was this place called the velveteria that i went to in portland oregon years ago when i lived there i think now it like it closed in portland and like reopened in la or something weird it's like this couple that just owns like hundreds of velvet paintings and and all together cool. they really i mean it's really cool all together though it's like you know it's like 70 different pictures of like i said sad clowns and like elvis you know yeah it's crying like, elvis yeah my, my like, dad had been velvet elvis yeah <laughs> see and it's like it's funny because that that's where the rose joke comes from of like that she is lowbrow, you know? And like, that's the only kind of painting that she sort of appreciates. And it's funny. So in this book, Black Velvet Art, the author is like, talks about that velvet paintings play an important role in Western culture as like anti-art because they're actually just this concept that people use to like distance themselves from to prove that they have good taste. So, like, by, by basically, like, knocking Rose or, like, using that as a punchline of velvet of, like, oh, Philistine, like, of course she doesn't <laughs> yeah. know Roskodong. So, it's really interesting. Like, even if you don't know a lot about velvet paintings, people, you know, if you're, if you're from America or Western culture in a lot of ways you might already have a knee jerk supplanted in your subconscious that says that it's low quality right right wow which is really fascinating so anyway th- thank you for going with me on that journey yeah from wow, a that's... one throwaway line from rose
0: <laughs> <laughs> i was just going to talk about how she has trouble following murder she wrote <laughs> <laughs> <Also> <laughs>
1: so many crossovers incredible.
0: so many um, we've had like multiple people talk about the very many crossovers of Golden Girls and Murder, She so I did want to bring that up. <laughs> oh, yeah, here, well, the real-life well friendship, of course.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, The real-life friendship of Angela Lansbury and B. Arthur as well. I mean, that's, right. you know, there's a lot going on. Mame and everything. Sure. Oh, man. God. So much so, happening. <laughs> um, but anyway, but Dorothy so...
0: does look pretty damn good at the event. I love the bow tie. Does, and it's and so I love cool. that she,
1: yes, I love that she stands up for herself. Yeah,
0: I know. It's like, so unnecessary from sophia sometimes we we, we, you know we've mentioned that before it's like why
1: it's unnecessary all the time but i also think that she like in that line it actually makes some of those like snappy comments a little bit more tolerable because it's realistic and what is actually almost like sad in a way (laughs) it's like if you if you stick with me for this one is that in that line where Dorothy actually stands up for herself and basically is like ma do you have to always bring me down not that she hasn't protested before because she does but there's something about this one that like feels really visceral and to the point like we are looking at it from the outside being like yeah Sophia like let her have a good time like this really hurts like she actually does a pretty good very short but like little speech almost right yeah and like to me, it's like, you know, we're in the fourth season here, and this is getting ever closer to like the end of the series, which essentially is because B. Arthur was sort of sick of all these like jokes at her expense. Right. You yeah. know? And so it's almost like there's this like moment where I'm just like, I flash a little bit of the reality because you can't separate B. Arthur fully from Dorothy's Bornack. And it's like, it kind of like makes me sad, even though yeah, it also makes no, me totally. proud.
0: Yeah. No, I see <laughs> so. that. I see that for sure. And on um, this um comment on the scenery, this hall is definitely the same place oh my as God. the sculpture. And is it the same place as Yvonne's gym?
1: I think so. I mean, it looks all the exact of that same. Yeah. yeah all of the background. I mean, I'm distracted by the mime, right? Like I right. feel like like we, t- <laughs> <laughs> like we mentioned that the like we mentioned at the uh, you know, the top of the uh our our series talking about like transplants and we thought that just like we would know like every third person had an organ transplant based on right. what shows in the series <laughs> like I don't remember like were were mimes around a lot in the eighties I feel like I feel like they were on TV a lot like uh, <laughs> yeah. every time
0: somebody went to a park
1: <laughs> like yeah exactly it's just like a classic thing and I'm just like oh man. We really didn't have to keep that, that art form from the, the one of, French like... guy that everybody loved. <laughs> exactly. It's like make- our
0: way of making fun of the
1: French. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's It's so stupid. It's so <laughs> but I love, so when they meet Jasper de Kimmel, I, and, you know, he's like, oh, they hung it upside down. I love how Dorothy looks at the painting and then looks back at him to compare. <laughs> it's really... <laughs> <laughs> it's a little like fun glance but it's really uh sultry in a way (laughs) Mm -hmm. i see that it's really great (laughs) but uh yeah that guy plays it perfectly and i love how he also takes you on a ride thinking that where he sort of like apologizes yeah. for getting off on the right foot and the, or the wrong foot and then he's just like fuck you i'm an asshole i know
0: he's such a dick for no reason i which oh, i really god. like i think that's great and i also think you will waste no more of my time
1: is such a good line like oh i know talk about like uh that yeah that's that's a way to shut down the conversation yeah next time i have to Jesus. call my insurance company <laughs> yes <laughs> oh, oh my god it's amazing um so so, anyway, the, the roof's leaking. We have the amazing <laughs> scene with the beach blanket. <laughs> One of my
0: favorite scenes,
1: I think, through the whole series. I love
0: B. Arthur's like, I'm in no mood to hear about the Endless Parade. Yes. Oh my God. It's so good. And just,
1: you're lying, Blanche. Yeah. Like, just <laughs> the face that she makes staring back at her is just incredible. But, oh, and I just thank God that scene is there for the comic relief because every time the second scene all i think is god damn it blanche you need to pay for this <laughs> I, yeah
0: pay for it and then i'm talking yeah like dorothy's gonna sell her stocks like it I just know. it feels like they're all really like dipping into their personal their livelihood and yeah blanche I mean, also yeah. must have
1: this money like
0: <laughs> you can get a loan uh,
1: it's very silly well i mean it's a perfect encapsulation of just america in general right because Mm. blanche is on a different footing than the rest of them but like thinks she's not right (laughs) yeah so you know it's like oh i'm poor too and you're like no 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 that's not how this works yeah it doesn't (laughs) hold up (laughs) does not hold up my god um anyway sophia's talking about the hospital right and she you know Mm. she's like you ever pass a sponge (laughs) yeah Well, fun fact that Dennis's grandmother uh, had a son, a sponge stuck in her during stom- stomach surgery. It was left in her. And they had to open her back up and take it out. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> that messed up? It's just funny because it seems like a sitcom thing, right? And I'm just yeah. like, oh, wait. No, I actually know somebody this time. I actually think that is a thing that happens more often.
0: My mom had something um, after she had a C-section with my brother. She had something like, I, I can't remember if it was uh, like a staple that was left in the wrong place or something like that. Oh, but my like, God you know so that
1: seems to happen more often than organ transplants. yes yeah or or mimes maybe right. these days. Yeah. <laughs> so i just i the scene where they're they're talking about it you know where <laughs> another one of those like that's almost two thousand dollars a piece almost um <laughs> is you know rose is like well you know if he dies like those crummy pictures of his will be worth a fortune he'll have more money than he <laughs> knows what to do with it like you almost <laughs> got it I just like I love that because it is perfect rose you know almost there but I also love it because it just reminded me that like we need to bring back crummy as a descriptor for sure <laughs> I feel like it's definitely of this era but also like I, and probably just because of the Venn diagram of this era and when I was young I feel like it's more of a little kid thing because it's not as harsh of a word you know yeah. it's like a kind harsh word But I really love it. It just like, it just feels really visceral. Yeah, and it feels very applicable to like everything.
0: We have a crummy mayor now, you know. (laughs) For example.
1: (laughs) Truly, though. Truly. Um, Do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about um, some more of the the rose moments? You know, like uh, the Twinkie defense.
0: Yeah, I do. So I love.
1: I think
0: it's so uh such a smart device to have Rose's character have such a sweet tooth and they all do obviously like you know cheesecake is is such a oh, big yeah. part yeah. of the,
1: the plot in so many of them but, but then there's they... like childish sweet tooth
0: exactly right so they're asking she asks what she ate or whatever and she says snow caps devil dogs oreos a ho-ho chopped and fruit cocktail and heavy syrup it's like you know, all of that is so, it's obviously, you know, no person should ever be eating that sweet in, I don't know, an hour. <laughs> seems
1: oh, my so God. Fast, no like, no person should eat a ho-ho chopped up in heavy fruit cocktail I, Maybe, yeah, exactly. <laughs> makes right. me want but to like,
0: gag. <laughs> but it's just so perfect for her. It's like that's, I she's just like sweet. It's just so right, but the tweaky defense thing. So, the um, when Dorsey's like, I'm surprised you didn't try to kill the mayor of San Francisco. Francisco. Oh my god, um, no, Matt Browning does have this in his book. Um, you know, that's a reference to uh, the murder of Harvey Milk
1: and um, which uh, seems the mayor so the time. fake, it seems like something that would have happened in the Trump era, but we right? have to remind ourselves that like America has always been this. fucked. And like yeah. that's what they were like, oh, he, he switched to a different diet, right? Wasn't that it? What was the what was the basically, actual defense? So
0: basically they said that he was like depressed and so they tried to argue that like his consumption of sugar was um an like effect of being severely depressed. And so like they tried to get him off for the murder charge saying, like,
1: <sighs> this is
0: here's evidence that he was sad, he ate a lot of Twinkies
1: basically. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then some people are like, mm, yeah, seems fair. He's a white guy, yeah,
0: right? Right, exactly. Oh, man. Well,
1: but okay, so going in for the three-peat of Rose, right? We've got the crummy, we've got the Twinkie thing. And then oh we, you are nothing if not consistent, Rose. Like, thanks. Hot water and Bran every morning takes most of the credit. It's like... Uh,
0: <laughs> and said it's, it's like a little nod at the end. You know,
1: it's yes. like... it's so wholesome it's so wholesome and just also like speaking of like another you know like you will waste no more of my time like the you are nothing if not consistent is such a great just like descriptor of everything you know like they could really say that in so many different scenarios but like Dorothy shaking her head of just like you know I have to say something positive here yeah exactly (laughs) and it still turns into another beautiful naive joke you know (laughs) in the auction hall speaking of like tackiness before we get to the before we get to the
0: auction hall i just want to say that i i also love can a person go away for the weekend
1: (laughs) yeah yeah that was it (laughs) (laughs) oh my god amazing but yeah so so the auction hall is like super tacky walls they have those like cube glass you know that that was everywhere in Mm -hmm, the 80s and 90s i'm like oh it's just amazing like like stucco paint you know like just set designers like went in there and been like how can we make this look of the era yeah (laughs) it's really incredible um also though i do have a question of like would a living artist always go to his own auctions is that like a thing i don't know because so it's interesting because i feel like if it were an art show
0: that would be followed by an auction I guess Blanche could maybe get tickets because she works at the museum, but I generally yeah. feel like that's not just something that, like, anybody can
1: yeah, walk into. Yeah, walk into. An, if, an, like an, is in it, an is hour. Is this, like, stuff like, you can't just... <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it, based on the way that people are talking, right? Yeah, right. Just never Mrs. Vaughn, you know. I also, like, <laughs> don't know enough about the art world because, to me, it's, like, auctions are only for dead people's art, but I guess mm. that's not true. I have no idea. Like... Auctions are
0: such a another, like, Thing that I feel like I thought I'd be going to a lot as an yes. adult after watching yes. like eighties and nineties TV.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I also just recently rewatched um, Something's Got to Give, and oh, the yeah. daughter in that is also like the fucking Christie's auction hall pers- person. I'm like, what the hell? It's everywhere. Oh, fascinating. Just, at the time, I feel we're like. just not. We're just not of that echelon, my friend. That's why no, we don't go to them. <laughs> yeah. But I will say, I actually do like the design. They show Community Property by Jasper de Kimmel. They show, like, the painting. Um, and I actually really like it. <laughs> like, like, it well. seems like, it doesn't seem like, you know, like they showed the triangles on Seinfeld. And you're like, yeah, I'll skip that. But... <laughs> like, the de Kimmel you would go de de Kimmel, for. De Kimmel, an original de saying, An original de Kimmel. It's like the way his brush strokes, you know, evoke money. Uh, or don't. Um... <laughs> Anyway, it's amazing, but yeah, it, it's it, that auction scene is beautiful because of of course like Rose bidding against them, and even like the auctioneer being like, "You're an idiot. Are you guys done?"
0: It's <laughs> all
1: so <laughs> funny. There's so much in that scene because
0: I obviously always think of that too of Rose, but even when Dorothy's like six thousand five hundred, and then Blanche is like seventy five. Like I know, so, <laughs> it's so many
1: beats. You know, it's so funny. It's I love perfect. That it's really wonderful and it's like again we always we thought we'd be going to auctions way more and it's difficult you don't know what to do how how are you supposed to know (laughs) yeah i mean you might want to talk before you go in perhaps on the way over there
0: (laughs) don't use it as a fan (laughs) exactly
1: exactly but yeah all all that i have you know to say about this episode again is the end of you know now you're watching a real artist at work is just a great little end cap there (laughs) yeah <laughs> three thousand you tick me off yeah <laughs> it's really amazing uh you know the the conceit aside of the fact that the roofer guy is a de kimmel lover and would pay that much for a painting for his roof job or whatever um yeah. i don't know how you write off these things in construction yeah i
0: don't know what the, the official terms of that contract were, but... <laughs>
1: yeah, <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> but still anyway it's it's just it's such a fucking fun ride and it is a lot of great characters and it's yeah it's wonderful great yeah, work it's a really funny one <laughs> i
0: feel like it i i didn't realize like how many jokes that i love from recall are in this episode yes got, exactly. per
1: capita it's got a lot <laughs> yeah, Per capita jokes exactly oh man all right well i think that wraps it up so mm-hmm. join us next time we're going to discuss whether or not being an enjoyer of music makes you have a fat ass <laughs> take care